One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. <laughs> what can I get you, mate? Um, what ales have you got? Um, we've got uh, Sam Adams and we've got IPA. Okay, um, I'll have a pint of Sam. A pint of Sam Adams. Oh, sorry, mate. Uh, Sam Adams is off. Actually, just cleaning the lines. Oh, right. Okay. Um, well, then I'll have um, two pints of Guinness and a packet of cheese and onion crisps. Uh, extra cold Guinness. Yes, please. Uh, no problem. Just uh, wait for that to settle. You watched the match today? Um, oh yeah, it was uh, what Chelsea Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal got spanked. Did they? Yeah. All oh, right. Good, good well, result. Good result. Terrible season. Absolutely terrible. Um, so, what's the damage? That will be seven ninety-two, please. Seven ninety-two. Okay. Um, so, so that, sorry, mate. This is, I've just got a twenty. Is that all right? Uh, no, that's fine. Don't worry, mate. Okay. I've only got pan coins though. Yeah, no worries, no problems. You got a fruit machine? Yeah, over there, mate. It's the uh, only fools and horses one. Okay. So, um, if if uh, if many people played it today. Uh, some guy was on it all day. I'm not sure if it paid out or not. I don't know. Sorry. All right. Well, I'll go and have a look. Um, thanks a lot, mate. Cheers. Cheers. There you go. Two pints of Guinness. Ta. So here we are in an English pub uh, in West London. Um, we've just come in here just to have a little uh, little drink. Just maybe have a couple of pints of of uh, foaming nut brown ale. Uh, followed up by uh, maybe a, a little bag of cheese and onion crisps, possibly uh, maybe a little uh, you know whiskey on the rocks or something later on for you, and some uh, pork scratchings, some pork scratchings as well, of course. Well, so we've just nestled into a little uh, nice corner of this pub here, which uh, is going to be called, for the purposes of this episode, the Thompson Arms uh, here in in West London, and uh, we've gathered today. I, I'm gathered today here with my uh, brother James. Hello. Um, and um, so we are going to give you a basic introduction and a basic overview. Uh, of um, a typical pub here in London or here in England or here possibly in the whole of Britain. Certainly we're going to focus mainly on what pubs are like down south in the, in Lond- in the London area, um, which is pretty much similar to how most pubs are in the country, pretty to be honest. Universal. So we're, we're giving you your basic guide to the, gr- the good old Great British pub. Um, so in the episode, you're going to learn... Also, everything you need to know it's basically going to be your survival guide for how to go to the pub I've just thought there's something that isn't on your list do you know why a pub is called a pub? well I think that's probably a very good place to start why is a pub called a pub then? it's because it's called a public house right? which means it's avail- uh, licensed for the selling of alcohol on the premises Okay. Um, so it's an on licence 
right. off license is a shop that sells alcohol for consumption off the premises. Right, very good. Fax fans. So like a little uh, shop on the corner, for example, where you buy some cans of lager or maybe a bottle of wine. That would be called an off license because they have a license to sell uh, alcohol, which is going to be consumed off the premises. But a pub is basically a premises which has a license to sell alcohol, which will be consumed on the premises. And therefore a public house. Public house. But pubs used to be uh, basically just someone's house, actually. And and what they would do is um, they would basically open the door and sort of let members of the public come into the living room or the lounge and they would have drinks and things that they could serve so it'd be like literally an open house or a public house which is why which is why a lot of the pubs that you see in england the traditional ones look a bit like the interior of a house from the kind of 19th century or something like that because they they kind of decorated in that kind of uh, domestic style which you could have seen in a lot of sort of houses um uh, sort of few couple of hundred years ago or something, and uh, and yet the pubs kind of stayed the same. Obviously, some pubs have become modernised, and so they look a bit different. But your basic traditional pub style is a bit like how a house, a nice house, would have been decorated some years yeah, ago. They've kind of got their own style now. They do. Kind of evolved over the years. You find in the countryside as well, pubs tend to uh, reflect the sort of environment that they're in. For example, if they're in a kind of farming area, you tend to find things like farming equipment, like traditional farming equipment decorating the walls things like that so they tend to decorate the walls with like local stuff as well so in the pub in in the uh, episode in the pub today i'm going to take you through the whole thing what is a pub uh, what different types of pub there are uh, how you can order drinks what you should and shouldn't do when you go to the pub um, some typical language that you might hear in the pub and all the basic uh, ingredients of um, a decent night out in the pub so james um uh, having a nice evening? Oh uh, yeah, great. This uh, Guinness is uh, tastes a bit funky to me. I think. Really, it's, uh, you think the, the pipes need cleaning? Really, they're not very good with their pipe cleaning in this no, pub, are they? No, they're not. They're not. Yeah. And, um, it's a bit dirty as well, we'll isn't tr- it? We'll try the London Pride next time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but to be honest, pubs are usually a little bit grotty. Yeah, you don't want a perfectly clean pub. That's part of the appeal is that they're a bit homely yeah and that includes slightly nasty smells coming from the toilet (laughs) that's right that's true very true um yeah anyway well let's get on with the list okay so um well that thing about cleanliness like certainly when i when i was in japan or when i've been in other countries those like restaurants and bars are usually very well kept very clean and very new but the sort of your old funky pub in in england will often be slightly sort of unclean place particularly the toilets maybe the carpet will be a bit disgusting yeah a bit sticky the carpet will be sticky yeah Um. exactly that's because typically when you buy a a pint of beer at the bar it's so full that you spill some beer on the carpet and of course in England we have carpet everywhere so of course you end up spilling your beer on the carpet and yes yeah it is quite disgusting I'll admit (laughs) but at the same time I sort of revel in the um, the atmosphere the kind of beery hoppy sort of atmosphere of a typical pub so it's not you know it's not a fast food restaurant is it it's each pub is different yeah it's part of the character got its own character and its own atmosphere Okay, so let's begin our guide, James, into exactly uh, how you should go to the pub in English. So, first of all, what does a pub look like? The first question is, how do we know that it's a pub? Does it have the word pub 
written on the front? No. Somewhere it might say public house, somewhere on the outside. Usually that would be very obvious. That would be like a little gold plaque above the door. License plaque. It might just have a name, like the you know the frog and toad, or the well, that's not very good one, is it? Frog and toad. The Cockney pub. The anchor and the hope and anchor. The hope and anchor, Um, or the hopeless wanker, as some people. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, you, yeah. So you, know, what, the orange tree—that's a good. The one. orange tree, exactly. Yeah. So, so pubs never actually say they never uh, announce on the front that they're actually a pub. The Red Lion. Yeah. that's the most popular name. They get common it? pub names of names of like coloured animals. So, <laughs> the Red Lion, the White Horse. I'll tell you why. Do you know why what that is? Because in the olden days, I'm not going to say exactly when because I don't know. Not everyone could read, and the pub signs had to be very clearly defined. So you'd know what you were. You could talk, obviously. You could say it's the Red Lion. Yeah. But you wouldn't necessarily be able to read the. Writing. So the picture tells. So the picture you. would tell you. So they chose quite distinctive things. Right. That would identify the pub. Okay. So you so know the, the, the anchor. You know, it's got a big bloody anchor hanging out. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Yeah, so yeah. that's why we have these characteristic yeah. names. So yeah, they will be named after objects like the anchor, the bell. Um, things like that and also they'll be named after animals like the red uh, red lion the white horse uh, the golden lion is a pub that we used to yeah. go to when black we were younger horse. the black horse the pot of beer yep. one I used to go named to. after various objects and also they might be named after um, famous p- famous people monarchs the Winston Churchill for example yeah there's the lots of them are called the queen's arms or the queen's head yeah or the, the king's head or yeah things like that and the, the you find a lot of pubs name pub names be, end in the word arms, like the Churchill Arms, the Winchester Arms, that kind of thing. Uh, the arms things thing relates to the coat of arms, actually, not the actual physical arms, but the coat of arms, which is a sort of representative. It's a, a, logo, it's a symbol or logo that represents that family, for example, or that name. Okay, so that's and most pubs tend to look like old-fashioned houses. Uh, they might have flowers uh, decorating the outside. They might be, ma- might be made of brick or stone. They, yeah. They usually have the letters in some sort of golden metal writing on the wall. Yeah, it's pretty easy to tell what a pub is. Yeah, uh, and then there's some you- of the trendier bars look a bit more well, like a yeah. bar. But, the, but the proper old-fashioned pubs will have a sign out the front, so it'll be a picture of a white horse or something like that. Probably a blackboard with today's specials or karaoke tonight. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, plus DJs. Inside, they tend to be quite plush, so you get carpet and, and sofas and chairs and things like that. Wallpaper, sort of lampshades lamp on the walls and things like They're that. They're quite tacky, really, aren't they? They can be. Quite over the top. They can be quite sort of uh, tasteless in their designs. But still, there's something quite nice about when you enter a pub. You usually have to go into some sort of wooden, through some wooden door, and you enter and you can feel the atmosphere of the place. Often they're very old buildings, so they've got uh, yeah. wooden uh, floorboards underneath the carpet and wooden beams over your head. And so they're quite interesting. A lot of pubs are said to be haunted. Yeah, Lots of that. stories of haunted. Some pubs, you know, they could be hundreds of years old. There's pubs in Soho that used to. Uh, serve people like the Cray twins who were notorious gangsters from the 60s yes. and certain pubs you kind of think oh, I wonder who's been killed in this room Yeah, yeah. which is not actually a joke so yeah. some pubs you know, do have a history going back hundreds of years yes that's right um, so they're fascinating places and they're very welcoming and there's nothing better really than to just sit uh, in the evening or in the afternoon whenever you choose uh, in a pub 
what's lovely, I think, is sitting in a leather armchair next to a fireplace with a pint of beer and a yeah. newspaper. Yeah, that's good. And then you order like a bangers and mash. Oh, that's just a lovely Sunday afternoon, that is. Great. So, the, so we've dealt with what a pub looks like. Now, what are the different types of pub? I think we're sort of mainly talking about your typical traditional pub here, aren't we? Yeah. But what are the other types of pub that you can find? Well, you can get like a sports bar, which is... That's more of a bar. Pub. It's a pub. Yeah. Well, but you get more sport pubs where they normally have a big banner saying Sky Sports. And here. lots of TV screens. Lots of TV. I don't really like them so much. I'm yeah. not that mad on football. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they can be a bit rougher, those ones. Yes, they, they, <laughs> they can be. You often get sort of slightly rougher people going to those places you know, just wearing, to watch sports. I don't know. I'm going to sound like a snob. I'll shut up. You shouldn't go, for example, to a pub like that uh, where they're showing a... a you know, an Arsenal game, and, and 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 you sh- you know you shouldn't go to an Arsenal pub as a Tottenham fan because you could get into a bit of it's trouble. It's not as bad these days, but it could happen. Yeah, yeah. And you don't want to walk in during match day when there's yeah. Anyway, it can get messy. But basically, you've got your standard traditional pubs. You've got country pubs, which are these lovely places in the countryside. You have your town-style pubs, which are basically like country pubs, but, but in the town. Much smaller because of the size. I mean, you know, the limitations. And also, you have things like modern gastro pubs. Oh, yeah. A gastro pub is basically a sort of poncy uh, pub which has become a kind of a restaurant, like an informal restaurant. Yeah. And you can get good food in these places, uh, but they will also be a pub as well. And they're very common now. They're, they're- yeah, they're, restaurant they're pubs. Quite popular now. You got your kind of family pubs, which do very lo- a lot of trade on a Sunday lunchtime. At some point, actually, some some pubs children aren't welcome. Which is yeah, probably, I don't think that's on the list. It's, yeah, in some, some pubs, children are kind of like not encouraged. Well, not so much now, but no, certainly in the be. in the it used to be that there were you would get writing on the door of the pub which says no children allowed yeah. oh god I miss those days <laughs> but I, that was actually when I was a child so I remember for example with our family on a weekend we would be in Oxford or something and we'd be trying to find a pub to have dinner and that we would have to keep going from pub to pub because we were kids maybe they just didn't like the look of us maybe maybe that was it but um, yeah you do get certain old school pubs yeah they, they like things the old school way yeah children weren't encouraged in those kind yeah. of pubs now it's a bit more relaxed okay so actually that brings on brings us on to the next question which is um so think about say learners of english or tourists mm. they might feel a bit intimidated by a pub they might think i'm not welcome in there they might feel a bit nervous about going into a pub especially it because depends on the pub, the are, of the pub. are they welcome basically are, are yeah, our foreign the, friends welcome with the right attitude and um, with, with a smile um, yeah and um, don't do any obvious faux pas don't make any sort of clear big mistakes but um, yeah, basically yeah, of course they want your money you know yeah. they're, they're really really welcome but um, you should do the right thing and I've been to pubs with lots of students before and time and time and time again I see the same mistakes occurring, right? And so if you follow this easy-to-understand guide, uh, you will avoid making those mistakes. So, um, let's see. Oh, first of all, opening times. Pubs tend to be open from about sort of 11 or 12 o'clock. They used to be very strict. They used to be... It used to be 12 till 3 and then 6 until... And then it would be closed for half the day yeah. and then it would open and then you'd have 
uh, closing at sort of 11-ish. Yeah, 11. I think it used to be 12 until 2 or 12 until 3, and then they would close until about 6 or 7, and then they would open until about 11 or 11.30. Now I imagine that most pubs open at about 11, and they stay open until probably about 11 or 12. About 10 years ago, but they relaxed the licensing. Yeah. Pubs can apply for an extended licence, so some of them will, not often, but some of them stay until 2 yeah. or whatever, but most of them stay until... Some, some stay until midnight these days. Yeah, I think midnight. But m- to be honest, I think most pubs will stop serving drinks at 11 o'clock. And that's one of the biggest complaints that I have from students about the UK, is that the pubs close too early. And I have to kind of agree. I but do. But in a way, the, um, the sort of daily timetable in England is quite different to in other countries in other countries they tend to do things later whereas in England we do things earlier for example our shops close earlier we tend to go out earlier we eat earlier and things mm. close like pubs close earlier so that must be very frustrating for our foreign visitors it's less like that now though I think. yeah it's a bit more relaxed now but still I still find that most pubs tend to finish People serving at 11 o'clock they say that that might have contributed to our drinking binge drinking culture ah there was this urgency to drink up yes. before closing time, you know, yeah. get in a couple more before yeah. the bell goes. Yeah. And people have said, you know, that putting a deadline on it encourages you to drink too yes. quickly. Yes. Um, well, that's I don't in- know. And also, is there a sort of puritanical element to it? You know, it used to be, you know, Sunday, all the shops are closed because that's the day of rest. Yeah. And pubs, it was kind of seen as a. I don't know. Alcohol was limited. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's not like that anymore. But, but it's... See, now, of course, like... Um the government always wants to open out the market as much as possible. So business rules the world. Yeah, exactly. They want to try and expand the amount of revenue they can get, so they allow pubs to open longer in order to open up the, the market yeah. And a it bit is more. fair enough. I mean, I'm a grown-up, you know, I should be able to drink at half yeah. twelve if I want to, yeah. you know. Yeah. It is a bit ridiculous yeah. telling everyone, right, get out. Yeah. So, yeah, these days it's a lot more relaxed. You just mentioned binge drinking, and that's a kind of a big thing that you hear about in the UK. So and it's kind of a catchphrase. It's it? often in the newspapers, binge drinking. And a binge is basically when you eat or drink a lot of something in a short period of time. So, for example, if you love chocolate, but you try not to eat it, you might suddenly kind of um, lose patience and uh, go to the fridge and then like get loads of chocolate and binge on, 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 you know, just binge on chocolate, right? So binge drinking is when you kind of do that, but with alcoholic drinks. So you go out and you drink loads of beer really fast and you get drunk really quickly. And it's a kind of a big problem in the UK, or at least the newspapers go on about it a lot. But it's basically considered to be a bit of a public health issue. That, definitely, uh, definitely is, especially with people drinking more at a younger age now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite a dangerous drinking culture in the UK, to be honest. And all you drink, need to do... Drink kills a lot of people in this country. It does, yeah. All you need to do is go to your average uh, high street in a town or city in, in England on a Friday night at about 12 or 1 o'clock. Oh, I wouldn't recommend it's, that to it's anyone. It's just terrible. Especially in places up north. Or, or just, just places anywhere, like really. Coventry or something. I don't know why Coventry... <laughs> I don't know why I th- think Coventry, but I th- imagine... Dang, they're dangerous I just places. imagine some concrete Small sort towns, of uh, city centre. Yeah, at, at kicking out time, 
can be a very heavy place. And that's another reason for extending the licensing time. So not everyone is chucked out to the street at the same time. Yeah. And there used to be a real time that yeah. everyone would get into fights and, and, and there'd be queues for taxis. I mean, there'd be kebab shop, you know, arguments. Yeah. And I used to live in Liverpool. Hell, hell on earth, basically. I used to live in Liverpool and at sort of 12.30 or 1 o'clock on a Friday night in Liverpool city centre, um, it was uh, often very chaotic and there was lots of people shouting and arguing. I remember we would go into the like the fish and chip shop at about 1am to get a burger or something and everyone would be shouting in there, you know, it would just yeah. be complete chaos. Everyone's drunk, the volume goes yeah, up. Yeah, it's, and lots of fighting it and stuff in the streets. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, that's binge drinking. So it's like drinking a lot in a short period of time. And You'll learn all about that when you visit England, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah. So um, how to order a drink. Now, here's one of the mistakes that uh, I see um, sort of foreign people making when they come to the pub in England. What they do is they come into the pub and they have a look around and they see a table, right? And they think, ah, there's a free table. I'll sit down. So they go and sit down and they wait. Uh, they wait for a waiter or a, possibly a waitress to come to the table in order to take the order and then deliver the drinks. But you're they might... be in for a long wait. You're going to be in for a very long wait. You might end up sitting there uh, all evening um, while... Um, you don't get any drinks and you don't have any fun, right? Yeah, and someone steals your bag. And someone might steal your bag because you don't know, <laughs> you don't realise. Actually, a very good point. You have to be careful of your belongings when yeah. you're in a pub because... There's Certainly London pubs. Lots of geezers, lots of dodgy geezers around. Well, it's professional criminals, really, yeah, professional thieves. thieves. And they do... I heard a good one, well, not a good one, a bad one the other day. guy coming in pretending to be a big issue seller, which is a charity newspaper. Yeah. Uh, and they put the papers down on the table, chat to you really intensely, and while yeah. they're doing that, they put the newspaper over your purse, wallet, Yeah, whatever, phone. Distract you by talking rubbish at you for a while and then take the magazine and you've, you've lost your purse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that happened to yeah. a friend of mine. So, yeah, something to look out for. You have for. to be careful of pickpockets. Like, if you're... I mean, you know, we don't want to sound paranoid, but if no. you're in a, in a busy London pub, say, certain... Sort of more the city centre locations yeah. where you wouldn't notice if someone was under your table... Yeah. You know, picking, we, we, picking we, something up. We all know someone who has had their bag stolen or their phone stolen, right? Mm. I'm sure you know someone. But we don't it? want to uh, make you paranoid. Yeah. I mean, but, but, just but, use, use common sense. Basically, in the UK, you should always basically keep an eye on your bag or but something. that said, there's plenty of pubs in quieter areas where you yeah. could have absolutely no problem yeah. at all. It's you, really just busy city pubs. Busy pubs in the centre of the city. Um, but, you know, if you are Japanese, for example, if you're a Japanese girl, Japanese lady or something... Now, when I was in Japan, I would often notice on the train, on the subway in Japan, mm-hmm. there'd be like a Japanese sort of businesswoman or something standing there in a nice suit with her handbag, and she would just have the handbag on the floor next to her, open, you know, not really looking at it. And I was just thinking, if she did that in London, someone would just steal it. Her purse is just there. Someone would have that away. Someone would have that. You know, but uh, not, in, not in Tokyo, because they're, you know, all honest, law-abiding citizens, apparently. I'm sure some of them aren't. Yeah. But um, in England, you've got to be careful of your stuff, okay? So, um, so you don't go to the table and wait to no. be served. I've no. seen that before. I was in a pub in Camden, an old-fashioned sort of Camden boozer. Yeah. Sort of indie, playing sort of cool music. Yeah. And we were sat at the bar, and this group of German guys... Came over from, okay, so from, from, from so now the table. Uh, <laughs> they've obviously been sitting at this table for a while. They're like, okay, so now maybe I have an idea. Maybe we go to the pub, uh, you know, have a crazy time, no, maybe drink like, some English beer. They looked a bit pissed off and they they said, uh, "You have table service." Um, <laughs> the barman just went, "No." 
and they just stood around looking a bit confused yeah. and then I kind of looked yeah, at them and then what should we do now is there is well, no what, table what service do we do? and, um, <laughs> and um, so they kind of tweaked that you actually have to stand at the bar order your drinks like a normal human being right no that's not to be rude because there's plenty of places they do have table yeah, service yeah. But I mean, in, we don't I imagine in Germany you get these fantastic like beer probably places by the big breasted wenches you know in little yeah. tops and stuff yeah you get this big sort of foaming style yeah, of in, lager you, you get these big uh, glasses of beer served at your table by these gorgeous German uh, sort of waitresses, <laughs> Frauleins Frau or whatever. I don't know. But um, in, in, in England, what you're probably going to get is uh, no table service at all. Instead, you'll have to go to the bar in order to be served by a rather fat, rather <laughs> ugly and slightly intimidating man. Probably quite no rude, doubt. skinhead yeah. with tattoos on his knuckles. Let's have a look at some, some of the staff that you're going to find in the pub. First of all, you've got your landlord. Okay. right? And I suppose your pub landlord in England... The the sort of stereotype of a pub landlord is a big bloke uh, in a white shirt with a big fat belly, maybe a skinhead, maybe just some big geezer like that, yeah. and he's very proud, very proud of his pub. Yeah, well, he's I very. About that. But that's the stereotype. The stereotype. I think more likely to be someone who's quite well, an alcoholic. But somebody right? works too hard. He's an alcoholic. He never Doesn't goes outside. Enough, drinks too much. Um, generally has a sort of what's the word. Downtrodden, sort of a meagre existence. I kind of, well, they look a bit sort of beaten, but still going for it, yeah. still going strong. Yeah, yeah. You know, with the odd um, sneaky whiskey to keep them going. Yeah, they drink too much, probably. But anyway, they and usually they quite often live in the pub upstairs. Yeah, yeah. There's the, most pubs are houses, and they have an apartment above the pub where the owner and sometimes the staff live. Can so you, you got, imagine that? I mean, living in a pub, you would drink too much. You would. Yeah. All there is to any problem you have, there's just a bloody optic away oh, at, dear. Arm, at arm's reach. Oh dear, no. So, um, and then you've got uh, other staff like your assistant manager, who might be some sort of cocky young guy. In a shirt, probably with a, a bit, bit coked up. Well, possibly. I don't know about I'm that. Sorry, I'm updating this. Now. This is I'm a Brixton. This is a Brixton pub, is it? Probably, and then, yeah. then you get like the younger members of staff who might be students and or stuff in the town, um, and that's pretty much it, right? Um, so, so next on the list is um, so you don't go to the table, you go to the bar, right? Now, picture the scene, James. Yeah. You're in a pub. Uh, you're thinking, oh, I'd really like a beer, but. There are some people at the bar, I don't know what to do. Help, what shall I do? Well, what you do is, if you want to be pro about it... Professional. Professional about it, have a look and see where the... If it's busy, see where the barman or woman is going to go to more... uh, How to make it easy. Wait a minute. Basically, get close to... Don't stand on the very edge of the bar... You know, away at, from where from where they're serving. Don't stand at the end. Stand in the and middle. So there's always an area that seems to be empty, but that's where the glasses are kept. Yes. So don't stand by a big tray of glasses because they'll just ignore you. Yeah. What you want to do is basically go next to the till. Stand next to the till. As close the, to the, the till as the, possible. The till is the thing where the money goes, right? And Cha-ching. You just basically politely wait your turn, but also you have to be quite assertive at the same time. So don't push in, but equally don't let everyone push in front of you either. Yeah. What and happens catch, is that... Don't, also, don't wave your money at the barman. Oh, no. That's very rude. So Ooh, no, just no. politely lean forward with one elbow on the bar. Yeah. Sort of looking friendly, but um, look, go for eye contact yes. with the bar staff. Yes. You try and catch their eye, and as soon as they've caught your eye, make your order. Yeah. Otherwise, someone else will jump in front of yeah. you. But what? equally, if there's someone next to you, <laughs> let me just <laughs> Go on. that's been waiting before you, 
it's quite polite, even if the barman looks at you, to say, oh, he's next. Yeah. And they'll thank you for that. And, uh, well, that's it. It's just good etiquette. Okay. So let me just recap. You see the bar... You find you choose your location first. Okay, it's in a very busy pub. If yeah, you, if you can have a problem getting served. Typically, what you will do is go to the centre of the bar. If it's empty, just go for the middle of the bar, or you find a space where there are no people standing at the bar. And just go for that space, um, and uh, you should basically respect the order of who arrived at the bar first, basically. Yeah. Unless it's very long, the people in your general area, you should let them go first if, if, they, if they arrived first, right? And then, so when it's your turn, you make eye contact with the barman. The best way to get eye contact is to lean forwards a little bit. So lean on the bar, lean forwards, and make eye contact with the barman. Then you make your order. Now, you want, let's say, um, uh, one beer, Yeah. right? You just want a beer. You don't really know what kind of beer well, you want. What, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Backtrack a bit. Why would I be behind one beer? Just for yourself. Yeah, you but just... that assumes I'm not with any friends. If you're with someone, yeah. it's only polite to say, what are you having, mate? What oh, okay. Or, darling. I'll get these. I'll get these. <laughs> I'll get these. What are you having? Yeah. And then you don't just buy yourself one. You buy a round. Why? That's what's known as a round. What's a round? A round is uh, a drink for everyone you're with. A round of drinks. That's assuming it's a relatively small group. So let's mean, say three of you crazy. have gone to the pub. You, yeah, me, and Ollie have gone yeah, to the I'd pub. I'd say I'll get this round. Yeah. And uh, you get a round of drinks in. Yeah. And then you buy, you know, and, and it's returned. And you know, next time someone else is round. So let's say you, me, and Ollie, or sorry, you, Ollie, also, and me. The thing about buying rounds is it also means you're going to drink more. Because say there's four of you. Yeah. You buy a round. Then you've got three more rounds to go before you get your money back. Right, so it basically encourages, it basically encourages you all to you drink to a lot. Drunk. Yeah. So, okay, the, the idea of a round is that you just sort of buy uh, drinks for your friends, uh, and then it's your. So I'd go first, like, all right, lads, what do you want? A pint I'll, of- I'll have a. I'll have a ooh, what have they got on special? Or oh, can I have a, a porter, please? Porter? Is that yeah. like a Portuguese beer? No, it's sort of crosses in between a stout, which is a Guinness, yes, and an ale. So it's like right. a very, very dark Dark ale. ale. So a porter for Jim, a pint of Heineken for Ollie, and uh, I'll have a pint of Guinness. All right, so I buy all of those drinks, and then next time, James here buys... I think they've got it. Yeah, so that's a round, all right? Um, so I'll get these or something like that, okay? And if you, when you buy your drinks, you don't say, one beer. That's a mistake. Don't, and and don't, also, don't faff. Have your order ready. Just, I mean, yeah. I've worked in pubs before. I've worked in many pubs, well, a few, yeah. when I was a student and stuff. And it's really annoying when it's busy, you go to the person, and they don't know what they want. Yeah. It's like, bloody make your mind so that's, before you So that's to when the barman comes to you, and, you go, and he goes, uh, so what can I get you? And you go, um, uh, what, uh, what, kind of, uh, what kind of beer have you got? Well, it's okay if it's quiet. I think it's fine to do yeah. that if it's quite... But if it's a busy bar, you've got to be like, I'll have uh, two pints of Guinness and a packet of cheese and onion crisps, please, mate. Please. Please. You must say please. If you fail to say anything else, fine, but don't fail to say please. Yeah. Okay? It's it's very important because it's just rude. Because, like, I mean, some cultures don't have such a big deal about this. In America, yeah. they don't care if you say please or thank you that mm, much. Yeah. I think as long as you say it once. Yeah. But I think over here, it's still it's quite a big, a big deal. deal big deal and if you and want you can, really, you can really be judged by that if you say three pints of lager yeah and you don't say please they're going to think what a wanker what a wanker and that you you know fucking that, that's a big big faux pas yeah so if you want to make the right impression if you're worried about you know doing the wrong thing well you must say please it's the f- first thing please be nice and just say please so um so you don't say uh two beers or two guinness you say 
I'll have two pints of Guinness, please. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and pints is the standard. Pint. I mean, quite often I just say, um, oh, a, a Guinness, please, because they know I'm like six foot. Guinness. Five, so I'm going to want a pint. Guinness and a Carlsberg, it's, please. It's generally good to say a pint of. And, so, you know, a pint's quite big, but don't get a half unless you're a girl. What you think? <laughs> it's true, I suppose. No, but even if you're a girl, don't get a half. So you're saying that, uh, uh, like, both girls and guys should uh, buy a pint? Well, it's, it's up to you, but um, I think if a bloke buys a pint, it's seen as a bit weird. What, what, what? No, if a bloke buys half a pint... Oh, sorry, yeah. ...it's seen as a bit weird. Yes. Um, should we do that again? <laughs> keep it rolling. No, it's all right, we can just keep going. So you just made a mistake there, but you, you, you meant that if a guy orders half a pint of beer, it's just seen to be a bit weird. Yeah, but it, um, so it seems that guys and you can girls have a, drink, have a proper drink. Yeah, if you're like a proper man, oh, that's a order a whole pint. One. What about shandy? Oh well, we'll get to that later when we talk about different types of drink. But if you're a proper bloke, you order a pint of beer. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, and you don't buy a bottle either, unless you're. A if you're in a belly. bar, if you're in a bar, you would buy a bottle. Yeah, um, yeah can I have a bottle of? Uh, uh, Carlsberg, uh, please. Probably the best lager in the world. Oh, that's a joke, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably. Most English lagers are absolute piss. But Carlsberg isn't an English lager, it's Danish. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, but they're often that's as bad. They're often brute. Actually, there's not many English lagers. They're are Danish. They're, they're often sort of like European lagers. Car- Carling. Carling Black Label, or they used that's to call it. That's awful. It's not so bad. But it's bad. not that bad, and also, I reckon. In a blind taste test, yeah, it would be quite hard to tell the difference between any lagers, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'd be quite interested in testing that theory out. Yeah, because some friends of mine did it, and they actually found out that the cheap ones people thought were expensive. Yes, and the expensive ones people thought were cheap. Yes, which is weird. Yeah. Maybe because the expensive ones are a bit more alcoholic and they're a bit sweeter. Sound a bit and are a bit richer. Yes, but the uh, the lower alcoholic ones are a bit cleaner, a bit more refined tasting, well, sort of a bit fresher tasting. Yes. Um, okay, so just. Just to sum up that point about pints and half pints, yeah, buy a pint. most people will just buy a pint these days. I think it's quite okay for a girl to buy half a pint. That's that's okay, but they usually buy pints nowadays. Uh, guys will always buy a pint. If you buy a half a pint, it's a bit odd, but you know, it's, I guess it's all right. But um, it's it's a bit strange. You can actually ask to try uh, the beer before you drink it in many pubs. If, if if, if you're buying if ale, quiet. yeah, and that's only if you're buying ale. You wouldn't say, "Oh, can I uh, try the Stella, please?" No, because they just think you're a twat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if it's a uh, and, and a selection of ales, it depends on the pub. You've got to kind of scope it out. Some yeah. pubs would probably think you're a bit of a toss. I think basically, if it's a quiet country pub that serves lots of ales, then you can just sort of take your time. But if you're in a more busy environment, then you know you might need to just keep it simple. And it could be seen as a bit pretentious to say, mm, "Can I uh, can I try the London Pride, please?" I mean, everyone knows what that tastes like. Yeah. If it's 
you know, I think certain pubs encourage it, certain pubs don't. I think if it's a good barman who's proud of his beer and stuff, then he yeah. will encourage but that. not all pubs are like that. Yeah, Some true. pubs, they would think, piss off, just buy it or don't. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next thing is like tipping. There's a kind of tipping culture in many countries. People wonder whether they should tip the barman. You can. You can just sort of give, let the barman keep the change, for example, if uh, it's a couple of pounds. Yeah, it's you, not common. It's not that common. You don't have to by any means. No. But what you can do is just like let the barman keep the change, or you might say, and one for yourself. And one for That's yourself. If you're feeling very generous. If you're feeling very generous, you can let the barman uh, have a drink as well. You, you might do that if the barman's been serving you all night. Yeah, and if or he's if sort it's of, your birthday or something, you've just won yeah. it. I don't know. If, it's um, not very often. It's, it's very rare, really, to do that. Um, let's you, see. What you can do is that if you know you're going to be there for a long time and it's busy, tip them early on, and then they're going to be more likely to serve you quickly later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little tip there. Okay, a bit of advice. So... Um, when you buy your drink, uh, the barman might say something like, uh, "Would you like to set up a tab?" So if if uh, if you set oh, yeah, up, they, a, they're if, starting to do that more yeah. now, aren't they? If they you, never used to. To set up a tab, that means that you leave your credit card behind the the bar, and then you can just keep adding the uh, each order to a to a list, and which you pay for at the end That's using your thing. card. Using your card is not good form. Really? Um, it's not. I mean, I know they do it. If you're in if you a busy be, bar, if you want to be a proper goods patron, you pay in cash. Yeah. And cards are seen as a little bit uh, tossy, a bit sort of time-consuming. Time-consuming, a bit yuppie. Yeah. A so yuppie-ish, you know, so, to say, oh yeah, here's my card, yeah, and it's like, especially if it's a small order. Yeah. It's so it's like it's a bit sad, a bit studenty. So like, you're a student, yeah. You're gonna pay on your switch card. Yeah. So you should uh, bring some cash to the pub yeah, with bring you. Bring hard folding cash. Often it is possible to pay with a card, but if it's a busy pub, uh, it'll take time to pay with a card, and it's a bit annoying. Um, so also on the leaving a tab thing, that happened to me a while ago, and breaking my own advice here completely mm. I didn't have any cash on me so I said mm. oh can I pay my card they said do you want to start a tab so I said okay go on then so put my card behind the bar you know a good few rounds later mm-hmm. I said oh I've left my card behind the bar it was sort of closing time and they said oh sorry we, our system's gone down we've got no record of who bought what really how many pints did you buy <laughs> and you said uh, two I went I bought I just no, I, just bought two I, said, I think it was uh, I said, well, yeah it's <laughs> definitely just two something like that just maybe I, I, a couple of whiskeys I settled for four I said uh, four and I think he knew I was lying but I think it was a generous enough amount yeah. that he'd let it go and I yeah. just went mm, four when it was probably more you're like probably a bit six. drunk though um, me and my friends I'm, had I think I think it was just one I think we just, just one, one just us. one beer <laughs> one light ale I think it was, and that's anyway, that's yeah. all I've been drinking. Yes, but that's, anyway, let's let's move on. Okay, so uh, making conversation with locals, you might find yourself standing at the bar, and there may be a few locals at the bar there too. What are the do's and don'ts? First of all, what you shouldn't do is introduce yourself. Don't say hello. My name's <laughs> Pablo, and I'm from Spain. Uh, um, can I engage you in light conversation? That might be okay. No, I, d- I don't. The pub, I don't quite think, like I don't that, think but so. But it would be a bit weird. It's no, you, not very pub etiquette. You, you don't. You don't kind of go. All right, uh, I'm Paul. Uh, uh, no, you what's, don't. what's your name? They think you were kind of trying. You had something to sell, or yeah. if you were like trying to pick them up or something. Yeah, it would be like, uh, hello, my name's Paul. What's your name? You go. What are you selling? Yeah, you know. Or, 
you know, I'm not gay. Yeah, exactly. So it's really weird. You wouldn't, int- you don't mention your name. You don't ask the person then what their name is. No. Never do that. It's very weird. You would, if you have to start a conversation. Small talk. It's all about small, small talk. talk. You're in England now, or Britain anyway, one of the two, or both. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> get used to it. Small talk is a part of our culture. Yeah. And, and this- that can be, you've got to know which small talk to use in which situation. Yeah. Pubs, I'd say football, assuming you know what you're talking about. If you're me, don't start talking about football mm-hmm. because I don't really know anything I about it. I don't think any of my listeners are you. Uh, do you listen to this? You probably do. No. Do you take your own advice? No. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe you should. Thanks. Um, so what do you do? You just don't. You just I, generally avoid talking to the locals. I think they're, they're quite scary, usually. The thing about small talk is you've got to keep it at a distance in a way and you don't get personal at all and you talk about various neutral topics so you might for example a very typical example is to talk about the weather because it's something that everybody experiences so it's a neutral topic right also people i've known have lived here for a while foreigners from other countries start talking about the weather as well and you're like ah do you see why english people talk about the weather all the time yeah yeah and they're going oh was i and you yeah. say, yes, you're doing it. You're yeah. doing it because it is so variable. It just happens. The weather changes a lot. All you need to do is listen to one of my previous episodes about British weather and you can find out all the vocabulary. Uh, they say that uh, Eskimos um, uh, Eskimos have like 100 words for snow. Well, we've almost got 100 words for weather in this country. Yeah, I think seems. we've got 100 words for rain. Yeah. So um, so where are we? So making making small talk. You might, let's say at the bar, kind of you've ordered your drinks and just you might say, God, it's, it's bloody... Uh, cats and dogs out there, isn't it? Well, you wouldn't say cats and dogs. No one <laughs> says that anymore. You might say, God, this, this weather's a nightmare or something. You, you might make some sort of very sarcastic comment. So you might it's like say, lovely, you know, lovely day we're having, I see. You might see, oh, I see the, the, the elections are today the, uh, for the Mayor of London. Yeah. Who, who, what do you reckon then? And they'll say oh, something sorry, like, well, Boris is a wanker. Be, it's got to be Boris Ken's all the way. a wanker as well, as yeah, far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Both a couple of wankers. Yeah. And then you go, yeah... Yeah, politics or something. Yeah, no, that's if you're trying too hard. That's if you're like a sort of middle class guy who never goes to the pub. It's like like talking to working class people. So uh, uh, I see, uh, I see the elections are taking place. Football happens Uh, today. Uh, Who do you back? The Reds or the Blues? (laughs) Yeah, all those go those Reds. Uh, The Reds. Yeah, yeah, I love love, football. I love the Arsenal's soccer. Yeah, Uh, I saw it was the uh, the Arsenal's versus uh, the the Gunners, aren't they? Yeah, the, the Gunners, the Chelsea. Uh, that, the that Chelsea, yeah, goal, great, great game of football. Oh, they can kick a football. Oh, they well. can. That was a that was a goal, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, was, was it? Was that offside? Was that? I think that was a goal, wasn't it? That was yeah. a goal. If it goes in, that's is that's that a two? A goal, right? Is that worth two points? <laughs> if it's from outside. But anyway, brilliant, isn't it? Football. Oh, Ooh, a lovely bit of football yeah. there. Are you having a lager? I like lager. Yeah, oh, just a half, please, for me. <laughs> so no, that would be What's weird. What's your name? No, no way. You shouldn't do that. You should probably say something sarcastic. Like, you'd go in, and if it's raining outside, you'd say, oh, I see you're having some fantastic weather again, I see. Mm. <laughs> like that. And then uh, probably the guy at the bar would be like, yeah, it's a bloody nightmare, isn't it? Mm. You know, that kind of thing. Sort of general grumbling. Yeah, sort say of com- something. Complaining, down. something miserable and a bit humorous. Usually, if you can make it a bit funny, you're, you're all right. Mm. Uh, and often, by doing something funny, it means understatement so uh, for example if it's pouring with rain outside you can say see we're having a little bit of uh, light rain uh, this evening or it's raining a bit outside again uh, 
but really, you know, you're underplaying it. So um, it's basically just noise. It doesn't really matter. What yeah, you just like oh bloody, uh, I'll see, uh, see, uh, see, standing in a pub again. Um, God. Uh, so uh, drinking beer again, I suppose. Quite often, I don't say anything to them. Yeah, boss. it's best to just they not say anything. They've got enough to worry about. They don't want some random guy talking yeah. to them about yeah, yeah, yeah. something just yeah. to be polite. Just shut up, order your drink, and just get on with it. Yeah, if you if you know, it's not very common to stand at the bar making conversation with strangers. You just go away with a <laughs> newspaper or with a couple of friends and just don't get involved well, in conversation. Sometimes with you do get some weird drunken guy talking to you. Mm. And that can be quite entertaining for a while, and then it starts to get quite annoying yeah. usually. And you often get the sort of old guy at the end of the bar. And he might like, shout oh, something incomprehensible. <laughs> or is there that, that old guy with a lot of war stories? It's like, oh, yeah, so what do you do then? English teacher, I, oh, yeah, done it. Yeah, yeah, hardest game in the world, isn't it? Yeah, done it myself, see, 30 years, man and boy. That's yeah. a rip-off of the fast. Yeah, it's a, it's a Paul Whitehouse character. So, um, okay, so when it comes to talking to the locals, best just keep yourself to yourself, really. Although, you know just people it can are, be great though people are alright as long as you, you really don't funny don't, people in pubs don't, as well. don't ask them for their names you do things. meet some really funny people sometimes yeah. what about Paul that's a bit of a minefield isn't what? it playing Paul Paul well we'll come to that right. we'll come to that so we need it's, to talk we can make pubs sound really dodgy no they're great they're great they're great you just you know it's lovely you've just got to know the rules yeah so let me tell you about types of drinks that you can get um, and we are going to start with beer so with beer, you've got, um, I guess, there's like basically three types of beer, really, that you can buy in an English pub. First is lager, which is a kind of uh, it's the most common type of beer. It's like, for example, Heineken, Carlsberg, um, Stella Artois. Uh, Cronenberg, knows what lager is. you know Budweiser. That's lager, right? But you know they don't always know that it's called lager. So those are those are lagers, the most common type. Then you've got bitter or maybe ale. There is a difference, but I'm not sure really what the difference is. So they they seem to be the same to me. Bitter or ale, and that's like the traditional English stuff. And it's um, it's usually a little bit warmer than lager, and it's less fizzy. So there's, there are fewer it's bubbles darker. and stuff. It's usually darker. The taste is a bit more complex. It's richer. Um, it tends to have often quite a fruity sort of flavour at the beginning with a bitter aftertaste. And they have complex flavours and they're really interesting. And you get uh, different types of ale from all the local breweries. So when you go to a pub in a, very, in a, in a region, you'll find beer from that particular region. And it's and, a lot more interesting if you go somewhere yeah. new to order a pint of the local beer. Yeah. And also, uh, I read recently, lager sales are down and ale sales are up. Yeah. Because people are a bit bored of lager because yeah. it's very samey. Yeah. I mean, in, in the 60s and 70s, ale was a lot more popular and yeah. bitter. And then in the sort of 80s, I suppose, yeah. lager became kind of fashionable, didn't it? Yeah. And it started being imported a lot more people, aspirational people, would you yeah. say? Yeah, it yeah. was seen as a bit more sophisticated and a bit more cool European, maybe, yeah. and easier to drink as well. Yeah. So people started buying a lot more lager. Now it's slowly spreading out a bit more people are going more for ciders ales yeah more interesting so i'd say if you're in uh, britain order an ale you know say what's what's a local beer 
yeah. then try it. You know, each yeah. one will be different. Yeah. And so you, you you know if they're ales because they will be served on these from these big taps, which are controlled by a big handle. So you can pump the beer from the cellar into the glass with a big handle. And they will often have interesting names and they'll have interesting sort of uh, pictures on the label. So you'll know what it is. So you get these weird names like, you know, London Pride or Green King or um, sort of Young's or various local things. Um, what are, what are the Sam sort of, Smith, Sam Adams. Yeah, Doom Bar. Doom Bar. F- a Tangle Foot or something. Um, and there's this, I mean, IPA is another type of, uh, there's so many sub-genres, it's very... Yeah, but basically it's ale, isn't it? India Pale Ale is I, yeah, what IPA, IPA stands for. Yeah, So there are lots of different and types. There's porters, stouts, and there's also but then, yeah, ciders. We're, we're now going to move on to stout. And uh, in England, you always will find a stout, and it's usually Guinness. So it's basically black beer with a white head on it. We could probably just do a whole podcast on Guinness, but we're yeah. not going to talk about it for too long. It's good so stuff. It's really good. A dark beer with a white head is really tasty You and can't lovely. really go wrong with a Guinness, nah, can you? Guinness if is If you great. don't like the look of the selection, because some pubs have a quite crap selection of yeah. beer, you you just go for a Guinness, because yeah. it's, it's tasty and it's it's good for you, apparently. Is it? Well, it's got iron and things like that in it. Yeah. Um, in, in Ireland, of course, Guinness is, is better there. It's, it's yeah. at its best in Ireland. Because of the water. Uh, is it the water, really? Yeah. They've got purer water over there, so um, it's made over there. The stuff you get here would be made in England. Yes. Uh, and it's alright, though. It's still yeah. fine. Um, okay, so... Next we have... You see you're having a little drink there for yourself. I am. I'm actually having a red wine, which you I are. wouldn't order in a pub. How very sophisticated of I you. might order that in a restaurant, but I don't think I'd order red wine in a pub. It's, you can... It's, I've never done it. You can order wine in a pub, uh, red or white, and usually you will have a house red or a house white. Careful with the sound of that cup, please. Yes, I can. Uh, you can have a house red or a house white, and that will just mean the standard red wine or standard white wine. If you want to get... There are usually different flavours of red wine, let's say. <laughs> flavours. Great varieties yeah, or regions. You, you can basically go for a sort of medium-bodied, full-bodied, or a sort of... Um, what light yeah but equally you shouldn't expect the barman or no, barmaid to know anything about the wine but basically just, just choose something you like the look of what I normally one thing I've heard is that the second one up you know this, not the house wine but the, the cheapest one from that yeah house wine is the cheapest mm-hmm. the second most cheapest is often their markup wine because they know most people go for that so it's often worth either buying the house wine or the next one up. Third, the third one. Third one. Don't buy the second one up because that's they okay. know that's the most popular one, so they put a cheap one on. Anyway, right. That's that's okay. irrelevant. It's interesting. Um, so it works in pubs and restaurants yeah, and me bars too. and. I know the inside trade, man. So with your red wine, you've got medium or full-bodied, I suppose, or fruity or something. And with white wine, you would have uh, um, sweet or dry white wine, okay? Uh, And then, of course, you've also got cider. Now, in some countries, like in Japan, cider means lemonade. It's a soft, sweet, uh, fizzy, soft drink. But in England, cider is an alcoholic drink, a lot like beer, but it's made from apples. So it's got a very sharp uh, taste, and it's usually stronger in alcohol than beer uh, and it's a great drink very 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 popular lots of people drink cider you get a strongbow normally which is pretty bad it's really? quite acidic yeah you but can... you should you can also get a scrumpy cider yeah which is which like which is kind of west country homemade style yeah very cloudy quite often very strong there's one called old rosies mm-hmm. which has a steamroller on the label oh yes which tells you all you need to know about that one <laughs> it's about 8 or 9% i think really and it's cloudy 
smells kind of farmyardy. Yeah, nice. Um, quite pungent, and it blows your socks off. <laughs> really? Okay. So that's it. And you can also get soft drinks. So we, we call them soft drinks, and that's usually Coke, orange juice, some other things like that. There are various types of beer that you can get. So you can do combinations. So you can get, for example, a lager top, which is a pint of lager with a little bit of lemonade added to the top. Or you can get a shandy, which is a pint of a half a pint of beer, uh, and half a pint of lemonade it's a bit which is horrible it's, it's really disgusting. just for drive for if you're driving I though. suppose it's so it's the only time you'd have a yeah. and lager top I find people who drink a lot have a lager top yeah because it takes the acidity off it slightly yeah yeah, yeah. it's um... then you can also have a lager dash which is lager with a dash of lime cordial which I think is disgusting no one really does that anymore oh well I, when I used and to get, when, I, um, when, I, when I worked in a pub people would order that a lot um, and also cider and black cider and black which, which I heard was like illegal or something no no cider and black currant cordial disgusting just goths drink it basically yeah. goths and punks because it looks makes it go like dark red like blood or something yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you can also get snake bite which is half a pint of beer with half a pint of cider and it's disgusting as well I think that's illegal point- I think well that's I don't cool. understand why it's illegal because it is why it's because just na- it's, it's just the law. It's stupid. It's, I, I don't think it's illegal. <laughs> um, so those are the different types of drink you can get. Um, let's see what you will find in a typical pub. You'll get sofas, chairs and tables, carpet, the bar, toilets, and also you will find often a cigarette machine with very very expensive cigarettes Not in it. Not very much anymore. Really? You don't see well, anymore. sometimes. And you also might find a fruit machine, which is like a gambling machine. Um, and you will sometimes find a pool table where you can play games of pool table pool. etiquette. That's a complicated one because if you go, sometimes you just want to play with your mates. But in a English pub or a British pub, there's a winner stays on is the normal routine. And what you do is you put your money down on the side to indicate that you want to play next. And then when it's your turn, you'll have to play the guy that's on. And it's always quite intimidating because mm. you're always at that point you realise how crap you are at pool mm. and there's some local guy just cleaning up absolutely destroying you while his mates silently kind of laugh at you at your shit mm. attempts and you get worse and worse because you feel under pressure Yeah, and I'd say it's generally avoided, <laughs> best avoided don't if you're in a local's <laughs> pub don't yeah. challenge them to pool unless you're really good Yeah, I mean yeah. if you're good you can have a quite good game yeah. but, um, you'll generally get shown up generally what's if nice if it's quiet and no one's around it's good because you can just get on the table and play between your mates you know? yeah. yeah 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 okay so um, let's see. I've got stuff like places to sit. Well, generally you sit around a table or on a sofa, or you sit at the bar. Sometimes if you're on your own, like waiting for people, I normally sit at the bar. Yeah, because I think it's a bit weird to sit on your own. Well, unless you're reading, I don't know. Whatever, yeah. do what you want, man. Sometimes in pubs you will find board games. Like you'll be able to play cards or Monopoly. Yeah, normally Monopoly with all the good bits missing and chess. Rams to tackle. You can play chess in the pub sometimes. They sometimes will have a pub quiz, which is where everyone gets together in the pub in teams and one person reads out different questions about different subjects and everyone has to answer the questions. It's quite funny. It's quite good good laugh. It's good fun. And you you make up a really stupid team name so they have to read it out. Team, you know, twat, you know, or something. (laughs) Yeah. um, What's the other thing about pub quizzes? Uh, it's a bit weird these days because a lot of people seem to cheat. You see people s- sneaking off to the loose to check stuff on their phones. Really? Because the internet on phones has kind of ruined pub quizzes. Right, and yeah. And you've got to hope that everyone's honest because it mm. can really ruin a game if one person cheats. Yes, know? yeah. And, um, you know, that's annoying. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> I won last pub quiz I entered. I won the really? first and only time I've won. I love pub quizzes. It was with um, my mate Aaron, his niece Charlotte, and her dad Ross, who is punk fans, the uh, bass player at GBH. Now, not many people might will know of GBH, but they're, they're a kind of second wave punk band from Birmingham, England. Yeah, and they're absolutely hardcore. They're I brilliant. think they're, they're very well respected in America. They're they're quite big in Brazil, I think. Yeah, they're big in Poland. I get as lots well. of listeners in Brazil. So uh, GBH, yeah. So uh, we know the bass player Ross from GBH. Yeah, they're right? a good band. I mean, they've been going for bloody thirty years or yeah, something now. You, you, the, the, they've got a second drummer because the original drummer died, sadly. Really. Um, but apart from that, it's the original lineup, and they're still going strong. Um, and you hang out with the bass players sometimes well, and, and win times. pub quizzes. Yeah, we won them. a pub quiz because he was like the older generation. I was kind of in the middle, and the, yeah. the other guys were. Actually, it wasn't Aaron, it was Charlotte's boyfriend. Right. But uh, anyway, we won 80 quid. 80 quid, which nice. Which is a bit of a bonus at Very the nice. end of the night. So, uh, next... everyone. I don't know, you don't even have to chip in. It was just. Really? I can't remember. Brilliant. Well, maybe you have to chip in a fiver. I can't remember how it worked. Um, I was very, very drunk. <laughs> um, right, so so uh, the next thing is uh, about smoking. Now nowadays, since two thousand and seven, illegal. You can't smoke. It's illegal to smoke in in a pub. But it used to be that people would smoke all the time, and it, the pubs, uh, pubs would be very would be very smoky places. Yeah, you walk in and there'd just be a fog across yeah. the whole bar. Yeah, it's just crazy to think about it now, but it was just totally normal back then. Yeah, but I did quite like having a nice fag with a I mean they're obviously not nice they're horrible and they kill you but you know when you're a smoker it was quite nice to have a pint and a cigarette yeah, and it was really weird when it changed yeah and uh, you walked in a pub and it, it suddenly you could smell the carpet and you yeah. know it was just weird it felt too you know that, that Clean smoke smell covered up a lot of <laughs> other smells a lot of bad smell. yeah the smoke smell were covered up the smell of the toilets or the smell of the carpet or the, or, the, or the smell of like other stuff or the smell of like people sometimes um, and there were some pubs where you could um, or some of the locals would smoke a bit of hash mixed really? in with their cigarettes I've seen that before really but then obviously I've after the smoking ban. No one did that anymore. You have to smoke it outside. Yeah. So these days you find lots of people standing outside the pub smoking. Or and that in causes its own problems in cities where there's limited street space. Yes. And you'll get all, you know, blah, blah, blah. Also, uh, the pub garden. Most pubs will have a garden yeah. at the back. Well, not most. Some pubs okay. have a beer garden. And, uh, beer so gardens are great. In the summer, there's not much better than getting a group of friends together and going to a pub, going to the beer garden start drinking during the day a bit too early have maybe a burger and chips or bangers and mash or pie and pie and mash or something yeah. have a nice meal and just drink in the sun because it feels like a long time since we saw that sun sometimes. yeah um okay so next uh, i think we're gonna rush through some yeah, of these. We, we, you, you can't okay on. you can't get let me just uh, try and go through them fairly quickly now you can't get food in a pub um and uh, the tr- traditional pub food would be typical sort of fairly uh, fattening English food like burgers and chips, fish and chips, pie and chips, things like that. Some pubs, as I've mentioned, do do very nice food these days, but on the whole, it's usually fairly unhealthy stuff. Sometimes you get in the kitchen, they actually bring in or work with, say, a Thai kitchen will actually come in with their staff. This is happening more and more now. Yeah. And the staff will be all Thai people from yeah. the local restaurant working in the pub kitchen and selling food kind yeah. of as a 
spin-off business. Not spin-off. Yeah, I suppose a collaboration yeah. with the pub or a, a joint venture with the pub, and they'll oh. take care of the food. And you'll. I mean, there's quite a. It's a subtle joke, but um, I think it's in Shaun of the Dead, which uh, I was going to talk about because there's some quite good pub scenes. The movie Shaun of the, Shaun Dead, of the Dead, the great movie, film. Shaun of the Dead, and about zombies. They they're talking about where to go f- to the pub. Yeah, and they say let's go to the. Hang on, I'm trying to remember. The Winchester. No, 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 no. They're talking about another one, the Plowman's. No, the Harvester. No, 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 no. It's this uh, is fascinating podcasting here. I hope you're I all. Think maybe maybe they say the Plowman's or what's. They say, oh, should we go to the, you know where should we go to eat? And they say the Plowman's and they go, nah. and then you go, oh no, it's good. They do tie in there now. Oh, yeah, yeah, and the yeah, joke yeah. is, a ploughman's lunch was a very traditional English pub meal, yeah. which is like cold meat, uh, cheese, bread roll, pickles, yeah. Yeah. all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of fallen out of fashion. Mm. And now you're more likely to find a Thai food right. for sale. Right. So it's a little subtle joke about a ploughman's pub. Right. Selling, they don't want to go there. Oh, but they sell Thai there now. Oh, okay. maybe we will go. So a lot of pubs have stopped selling their traditional food and started selling more interesting because stuff. That's like, what people actually want to like eat now. Thai food, it's yeah, more interesting. We love Thai food. It's delicious. <laughs> I love. No, it is. Love the green curry. <laughs> yeah, I had a Thai last night. I had a Thai red prawn curry. Did you now? I think we should do an episode on English. We will. British we will. Food. We'll come to British because food there's, later there's on. There's a whole thing to talk about there. Okay, so we've dealt with the sort of food stuff. Also, pubs. Uh, you might go there for a pub lunch, which is obviously nice, and then you can get your typical lunch. Yeah, let's go for a some, pub lunch. Mm, it's good. Let's that go is. for a pub let's, lunch. If on you're at, let's have a roast and a couple of pints of ale. Ah, that's nice. Like uh, typically on a Sunday, you'll have the Sunday roast, which will be some roast meat, so usually chicken or beef. And my brother has just spilt wine on my tiny, carpet. Tiny, tiny He's just spelt re- spilt red wine tiny, all over tiny. my lovely Not carpet. All over a tiny drink yeah, okay. of wine. To be fair, he just dropped a couple of small drops of red wine which, which is he's now, now he's now cleaning them up with a tissue which he happened to have so uh, what was I just talking about there I was talking about pub lunch pub lunch you can have a pub lunch uh, which is lovely and all that sort of thing uh, what else have we got here so Let's after work uh, okay I'm going to rush through them don't worry after work drinks that's when everyone from the office goes to the pub together and often you will find in the city people standing outside the pub in suits drinking beer and in England we have a very very much a vertical drinking culture mm. which means that people drink standing up that's a and they might word. they might stand up all evening it's a vertical drinking culture unlike other places for example southern Europe like Spain where people sit down in a very civilised way in England people are uncivilised they stand up and they tend to stand outside the pub and have a pint and walk to the next pub and stand outside that pub Apparently, and have a drink vertical drinking makes you drink more because yeah. you're not putting your glass down having a chat having a bite to eat you're just standing there with a the, with the glass in your hand and your natural instinct is to keep drinking it yeah. and in north of England there's actually the police are trying to appeal to the council to crack down on vertical drinking I'm using inverted commas there vertical yeah. drinking yeah. bars because they say they cause trouble they're people rammed into one space you know they don't have tables so they can get more people in mm-hmm. it's very rammed it encourages 
heavy drinking yeah. and fighting. Okay. So I'm not trying to put you off. I'm just saying uh, <laughs> <laughs> vertical drinking has kind of become a catchword, catchphrase yeah, it, yeah. in the media. Yes, it has. Um, so, you know, we do have a slightly weird... I mean, obviously... every not a very weird relationship e- with alcohol. Every country drinks a lot. You know, I often have this conversation with students. It's like, which country drinks the most? And some, oh, people, mine does. some people say it's England because England, you know, they're famous for drinking beer. Scotland because they drink whiskey. Ireland because they drink a lot. Yeah, no, it's France because they, they drink red wine. No, it's Spain because they drink lots of red wine. No, it's Germany because no, they drink Poland, beer. It's drink Poland, vodka. they drink vodka. In yeah. Russia, they drink vodka. In Japan, they drink sake and... and uh, what else? Shochu? Shochu? And... Uh, in, in, drinking, in, yeah, they do, the yes, yes. Absolutely. You, you go into a train at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night in Tokyo. The whole train stinks of sake. It's brilliant. <laughs> Korea, Korea, they all drink soju, whatever it is. Uh, shoju, soju. Um, every country's got their alcohol. Like in... in uh, India, they have that cashew nut fenny in India. Iran, I'm sure they have alcohol in Iran. Yeah, of course they do. I mean, it's not, apparently it's not strictly legal, but I'm sure that they like a little glass of red wine. I don't know, is it illegal there? Yes, I think so. I know it's immoral. Well, is it? By, you know, by well, Islamic I think there's some sort of law which means that they can't drink wine, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so, so every culture has their, their alcohol relationship, and England is no exception. Um, but ours is maybe a little bit less, say, civilised than it is in countries like France, where people like to sit down in a civilised way and have some food. I do like it in Spain, where you go, you have some tapas, you have some nice quality drink. Everything's a bit nicer there. We're just slightly barbaric aren't we I guess so um, the, 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 one of the final things I, I want to talk I mean, about thing, you quite often never eat in a pub I mean sometimes you do on a Sunday or a lunchtime, but in the evening it's yeah. not really done is it you a don't typical, go and have a sit down meal for, you, just, you just drink for me a typical sort of English Friday night is that you finish work you go on your mobile you say alright who wants a drink and you meet a couple of your friends in a pub in town and it's sort of like starts at about 7 o'clock and you have say about three pints and it gets to about 9.30 and you think, oh, I haven't eaten yet. And then your friends go, oh, don't worry about eating, just keep drinking. You know, eating is cheating, right, <laughs> is what they say. So you just keep drinking. So then you have to just keep drinking and you feel miserable, to be honest. I don't like going out drinking a lot. But I anyway... You, 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 it just happens you, anyway. You, you don't need to organise yeah, it. You drink you? and drink and drink and then after a few pints, it all starts to go a bit crazy and then you end up saying, oh, let's go to a club. Or you're slurring then, your words and going, yeah, I'll get you're either getting angry about something or really passionate about something yeah. or really soppy about something. Oh. I love you, mate. Do you remember that time we went to, you know, Blackpool and, yeah. you know, bloody hell, you know, and then it just goes on and I, on. And I, on. I, to be honest, I don't like drinking a lot these days. Um, so... So sometimes you can go to the pub as a night out. You might decide that you're going to go to a pub, and some pubs will play sort of loud music and stuff, and they'll have a DJ, and it'll be a bit like a nightclub, and you might be able to sort of pull some women or something like that, you know? <laughs> that never uh, happens to me. No? Well, well not, not now. Us, we've both got uh, lovely girlfriends, of course. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, that's, I think that pretty much rounds off most of what we can say Is about the English pub. No, there are other things. Well, like, what about the what, Scottish what, pub? What about train spotting? Well, well, Hold that on. Film yeah. out. Seen, no, just because the, the tourists come in, the American tourists, they um, they walk in and they go, "Hi, you know, uh, we're here from uh, Idaho. Uh, do you guys have a bathroom?" And they um, they go through to the bathroom, and then following directly after them, go three of our likely characters. Yeah, and, and they- you don't see what happens, but later on, there's a cut to they're counting a bit of his money. One of them's going through his wallet. 
and the other, the barman, is actually trying on his jacket. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a bit of a scare story. Really. Well, it's not really like that. I think in Scotland, it's not. I think generally it's very nice. You get like lovely. Oh, I tell, I've got a good one. Have I told you this one? I don't know. A, a Scottish accent story. I went up to Glasgow first time I've ever been to Glasgow to visit a mate of mine that I met in New Zealand as a Glaswegian, and went into the pub, had a round. My turn to buy a round, and I didn't want to look too sort of English, too London, you know. Yeah. Didn't want to Did you put like on a Scottish accent? I'd like a round of beer, I please, probably, man. I probably should have done. So I bought a round, quite a large round, and then he goes, do you want a three? And I was like, what the f- What is he asking me? Do I want, do you want a, tree? a three? Do I want a tree? You were like, Jesus. I, just, I don't like, want a do tree. Do you want a three? And I was like, oh, my God. And then I was like, sorry, <laughs> mate, what was that? Sorry? Do you want a tree to put the drinks on? <laughs> what the fuck accent was that? Yours is well like out. Jamaican. Yeah, do you want a tree? Do you want a tree, no, man? Go I'm going to have a beer can sandwich. Do you want a tree? Do you want, do you want, a, tree? Do you want a tree? That's okay. Billy Conley. Do you want a tree? I, can, I normally do a very I can't good. do a Scottish accent. I normally accents. do a very good Scottish I can do a Northern Irish accent. All right, man, you want a tree there, man? Sit down, man, would you now? Come on, now. You know, that's a Northern Irish yeah, accent. But I can't do... I can't do a Scottish accent. Do you want accent. a tree? Do you want a tree? Oh, I can do it. He said, do you want a tree to carry the drinks on? <laughs> Where the hell was that going? You can't do a Scottish accent to save I your life. I used to be able to do one. Do you want a tree? You're becoming like a ragger. Do you want a tree to carry the drinks on? What's that road boy? You want a tree to carry them drinks on for one time? <laughs> See? <laughs> One time, no crime. You want a tree? You want a tree for carry them drinks on? See, <laughs> where were you? That was a lot better than my Scottish in, accent. You in Jamaica or Scotland? And he goes, "Do you want a tree to carry the drinks on, pal, or what?" Mac fuck. <laughs> What's your name, Mac fuck? No. I finally worked out. He wasn't saying tree. He was saying tray. Right, hilarious. Like a, a tray to carry your drinks and on. Didn't I look like a twat? I bet you did. Um, all right. Well, so words for drunk. What are the different words for drunk? Let's start oh with like slight. Can we swear on this one? Again? A little bit, but try and keep it down. Okay. Keep, keep it category B. Keep it safe. Keep it clean. Okay. Or pissed. That's the main. Well, wait, 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 wait a minute. Let's keep. Let's start at a very slightly drunk. Oh, I see. I'm a little tipsy. Ti- I'm a little bit tipsy. Tipsy. Little bit drunk. Little bit Ooh, tipsy. I'm a bit tipsy. Ooh. You know, I'm a... getting a bit tipsy. Okay. What's the next step up from tipsy? Uh, feeling quite jolly. At this stage, <laughs> no one says jolly, jolly. No, merry, no. merry, maybe a bit merry. No one says that though. No, um, then you might just say, "Oh, I'm, a, oh, I'm quite pissed." Pissed basically that's means the, drunk. That's the capsule phrase. That's yeah. all the only one you need to know is pissed. Pissed means drunk, but be careful because in America, pissed means pissed off. Yeah. So, gee, that guy sure looked pissed. Means yeah. that he was really annoyed. But I mean, he- here's here's the comparison. This sentence: Last night I got pissed and smoked a fag. <laughs> in English, in British English, last night I got pissed and smoked a fag. In British English means last night I got drunk and I smoked a cigarette. But in American, that means I got angry and shot a homosexual. <laughs> last night I got real pissed and I smoked this fag. <laughs> smoked just a mean, fag. Means last night I got really drunk and I shot, I killed a homosexual. <laughs> so smoked means shot and a fag in American English means a homosexual. But in English, smoked obviously just means smoked and a fag is... Uh, Cigarette. A cigarette. So, uh, we totally so we're, lost we're talking about words for being drunk. So, pissed oh, yeah. is a Sorry, general. I'm a little bit pissed now. Yeah, 
pissed is a general word for drunk, but it's a bit rude. It's kind of a swear word. So yeah, but it's okay. No one yeah. mind. If I'm slightly this. pissed. I'm a bit pissed. And then you might say, I'm "How are you, mate? I'm pissed. I'm quite pissed. I'm really pissed." What about twatted? And then you'd say, "I'm wasted. I'm twatted. I'm I'm I'm, 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 I'm fucked." You might say, "I'm I'm totally hammered." Oh, I'm, I'm shit faced. I'm shit faced. I'm totally slaughtered. Spannered. I'm spannered. I'm absolutely done twat, in. twatted. I'm done, done in. in. I'm wasted. I'm totally uh, fucked. I suppose. <laughs> right. So there you go. I'm really drunk. Uh, clattered. I'm clattered. Just say sorry, mate. I'm pissed. pissed. That gets you pissed. out of anything. Yeah. I'm quite sorry, pissed. Sorry, mate. I'm pissed. I'm a bit pissed. Sorry, mate. Sorry. I'm just. And then I suppose that's the your standard London way. Sorry, mate, I'm a bit pissed. Sorry about that. So if you like make a mistake, drop your thing. Oh, sorry, I'm a bit pissed. You know, but you like you step on someone's toe or I don't know. On the underground, you bump into well, some. You sorry, say I'm that. sorry, mate, I'm pissed. You just say, you just say sorry. <laughs> on the underground, that's sorry, a whole mate. Another story, isn't it? Oh, it's the unexpected jingle that again. Means it's the end. No, it's not the end. No, we haven't finished. That happens sometimes. We get like this unwarranted unexpected jingle that just pops up it happened in the last episode as well so we need to wrap this up that means that's an hour we're at least an hour into this so bit pissed basically but you wouldn't say that for example in a meeting or a business presentation (laughs) if you keep messing up your powerpoint slides oh sorry I'm a bit pissed obviously but Luke it's it's only half eleven it's half eleven in the morning Luke so yeah I had a bit of a bender last night it was an office works do then you're out had a you know had a skinful. Yeah, nice. I got really pissed got last night. Skinful, got wasted, got pissed. Uh, yeah, I'm really hungover to be honest. Yeah, I'm really hungover, and um, you know I had to sort of start the day off with hair of the dog. I think what would happen is that hair of the dog means a drink in the morning to get yeah. really hungover, very yeah. bad. Yeah, That's yeah. a slippery slope. What would happen then is your manager would say, um, James, do you think I could um, have just a quiet word? Have a word with you, and then we'd say, look, James, I've been, I've noticed. Um, your behaviour your behaviour has been very erratic recently and I have to say I have noticed that you've been drinking in the morning again <laughs> so I'm afraid this is your third and final warning we're going to have to let you go so just get your coat alright you're, clear, fired. you're clear, fired clear your desk clear your desk get your coat you're fired P45's in the post yeah yeah get out um, I'm going to escort you from the building now yeah Right. Have you ever been fired, Luke? Um, I, the only time I ever got fired was from my paper round <laughs> when I was 16, 15 or 16 years old, and I had been a brilliant paper boy for about four years. I was the best paper boy mm, ever. You were, because I basically. was a paper boy before you. Yeah. And I, I was rubbish. I eclipsed you. I was much better than yeah, you. Yeah, they loved you. Yeah, all the local grannies were like, oh, we, we, like, we, we like that young paper boy. He's lovely. He's much He's better a- than that, James. He used to get the, the Birmingham Evening Post. You should have called it the Birmingham Midnight Post by the time he delivered it. But this Luke, he's absolutely lovely. I think that I'm sure that one day he's going to go on to become a, a fantastic podcaster, and he's going to do a brilliant podcast about well, that learning would be English. Surreal because podcasts didn't exist then. Yeah, it's true. The internet wasn't even widely known. But yeah, that's right. We're that old. So that's the only job I got fired from was my paper round because although I'd been a brilliant paper boy, why did uh, you get fired? Well, I sort of I grew up when I got to about 15, and I've discovered 
discovered that it was much more interesting to do other things, like maybe sort of start drinking beer and things. Listen to, to Jamiroquai. Listen, start listening to Jamiroquai, <laughs> Bob Marley. Grow your and, hair long. Yeah, and so and I, I became I yeah. became less interested in uh, doing the paper round, and I became late. I got up later and later in the morning until I was doing it at like ten o'clock in the morning. Oh, I was doing and, the evening and, round. No, I was doing both the evening and the oh, morning. Right, wow. And um, so, and I saved up enough money from my paper round to, to buy, buy Nintendo. Nintendo. <laughs> Which was a very good idea, and I thought at the time. Off the paper round. And then eventually and I got uh, the no, no, I got eventually I got bored with the paper round, and I started to do it very late. And then I got a, uh, an answer phone message from my boss, who was this sort of woman from Birmingham, and she was like, "I'm I'm really sorry, Luke, but you know you've been doing the you've been delivering the papers later and later, and we've had more and more complaints. So I'm sorry, Luke, but we're going to have to let you go. All right, there's nothing we can do about it, but you know it's just it's just not good enough anymore. So we're going to have to let you go. All right. Um, so you know don't don't bother uh, you know that's it basically we're, we're finished and uh, and i remember i was with a friend and we found this hilariously funny for some reason and what i did was i recorded the answer phone message on a dictaphone <laughs> and then i record and then i called this woman my boss and i played the answer phone message did you? her answer phone message because it was hilarious you right because, no, no, it, it was hilarious because when we played the answer phone message back on the dictaphone it was all muffled so it was like, like why exactly then, is that hilarious i don't know at the time it was very funny and then i, I played it back to her over the telephone as uh, it, was, it was like his wife no, it wasn't. No, it was someone who else. Was it, it was someone else. It was someone who worked in a different news agent miles away. I thought you completely... worked. No, because it was run by a different news agent at that time. Because the this other is news. It's really a private conversation that we'd be best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off yeah. Mic. Just never mind. Like it was fine. It was. It was all right. It was a mischievous, sort of rebellious act. I was sixteen. You know. What, rock you know, and roll, man. Yeah, exactly. Rock and roll. Is that the most dangerous thing I've ever done? I don't think Quite so. Quite possibly. Um, I think that's pretty much the end of this episode of Luke's English Podcast. I'm going to wind this one up. Time at the bar, please. Time at the bar. We ding, met, ding, we ding, 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 and, ding, and, ding, ding. Time at the bar. Can sh- you be drinking up now, shut please? Up. Shut up. We haven't actually mentioned that. At the end of a, uh, a night, they don't do it anymore, but they used to ring a bell. They do in some parts. Really? Well, they ring a bell at 11 o'clock. That means last orders, the last orders at the bar. And then at about 11.20, they'll ring the bell again, meaning the bar is closed so we're going to ring the bell nice to do it nice to walk around going can you be drinking up now please time gentlemen please thank you can you drink up please gents cheers thanks gents can you drink up now when you work in a pub you ring the bell at 11 o'clock and you go tight last orders last orders at the bar and then uh, at 11.20 or something you'd ring it again and and, and they'd say time gentlemen please time gentlemen you're talking while you're walking Um, yeah Hands off cocks and on socks. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that one before. So I'm going to ring the bell. Time, ladies and gentlemen, time. That's the end of this episode of Luke's and English Podcast. And we're going to leave you with some links to some classic pub scenes from British telly and movies. Yes, so visit Such the webpage. Mel and I. And Only Fools and Horses. Only Fools and Horses. And Extenders. Uh, and some other things. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. Bottom, the young ones. Bottom, the young ones. Okay, so that's it anyway. Come, time, gentlemen, come please. Britain, so come to the UK. Do your talking while you're walking, please. And buy, so, buy yeah. us both a pint. Yes. Virtually and physically. Pint of Guinness, please. Yeah, mine's a pint. Okay. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Luke's English Podcast. Don't forget to visit teacherluke.podomatic.com for more information. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.